This is the Living Manor, the real bread of life, a radio broadcast of the King's Vine Assembly. Remember, God sent His Word, and His Word heals them and delivers them from destruction. Get yourself prepared and your spirit alive as you receive the ministry of God's servant, Reverend Shagun Sam Abejide. God is set to bless you and deliver you from every satanic oppression. 1 Samuel 9 went through 6. Let's go. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zero, the son of Bekorath, the son of Abhair, a Benjamite and a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward he was higher than any of the people. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through the mountain of Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Zub, Saul said to his servant, that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the houses and take thought of us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he said cometh surely to pass. Now let us go hither, peradventure. He can show us our way that we should go. John chapter 10, verse number 10. John chapter 10 and verse number 10. Can we all read louder? The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. By the grace of God, my topic this morning is God is bigger than what you lost. Come on, rise up on your feet. Help me move around and tell three people. Face to face, God is bigger than what you lost. Come and jump up on your feet. Tell three more people. God is bigger than what you lost. Hallelujah. God is bigger than what you lost. <laughs> Amen. Spirit of the living God. Bless the reading and the teaching of your word. In Jesus name. God is bigger than what you lost. 
Losses causes pain. That's the truth. Loss causes depression. Losses cause frustration. Nobody prays to lose anything. But in life we do seldom lose things. Every one of us at one point in time have lost something. People have lost money. Sometimes people have lost investment. Sometimes people have lost houses. There was a time a petrol tanker just ran into a street. Port petrol and all the houses on the street got burnt. Nobody planned for that. But losses causes tension and pain and trouble. People have lost loved ones. Sometimes people have lost pregnancy. And it's as if they should not live again. People have lost cars. People have lost properties. People have lost savings in the bank. Especially in this country. I remember National Bank. My elder sister had some money there. Plenty of money. She lost them all. And another bank here. I can't remember the name. Society General. People lost things. People lost things. It's painful when we lose. People can go crazy when they lose things. Sometimes somebody you have been going out with thinking that after six years you get married. Only quarter two. He turns back and says no more. And you lost him. And you think that's the end of life. God is bigger than what you lost. We must never forget that our lives is in God's hands. I know one time or the other we have lost things. But we must not forget that God still rules in the affairs of men. God owns our lives. God rules in our destinies. Our life is in the hands of the one who made us. Him alone can lead us when we have lost things. Virtually everyone under the sound of my voice has lost something or the other. But God can still help. God can still direct. God can still deliver. God can still sustain. God can still lift. God can still give us. The only thing that will be important is to allow God to have his way. We must never, never in the process of the fact that we have lost things forget that our life and destiny and future is still in the hands of God. He alone can do what no man can do. In Jeremiah 10, 23, the scripture says, The way of a man is not in himself. It is not of him that will to direct his own steps. In Psalm 37, verse 23, 
Psalm 37 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. When you lose things, whatever it is that you lost, you must now change your direction and allow God to lead you. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, scripture says the path of the just is like a shining light and it shines more and more. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, it says trust in the Lord thy God and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We must learn how to see through the eyes of God after when we have lost certain things. Don't put your head knowledge and in trying to have a way out, get into more troubles. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. When you lose things, it is because sometimes God wants us to learn. God wants to attract us back to him. God wants to draw our heart back to God, not to things. God is the one who knows how to make sure that the things you lost are gotten back. In life, we will lose things once in a while. But that's not the end of life. We must learn how to see through the eyes of God. Have you lost things before? Have you lost joy before? Have you lost peace before? Have you lost money? Have you lost investment? You feel like dying. You feel that your life is not worth living. Don't stress. In the story here, you will see somebody who has lost things and what God did. God is able, according to Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceeding, abundantly and above all you can ever think or imagine. Think about anything. Imagine anything. God can do greater than those things you have thought. So, the only thing is, let God order your step. The way of a man is not in himself. One of the problems is when people lose things, they try to cut corners. They try to do all kinds of things to make up for what they have lost. And in the process, they get into more trouble. A few days ago, I drove to, to get some things and I entered a shop to buy something. And the man saw me and said, Ah, oh, man of God, sir, please pray for me. I know you, sir. I know you too well. Please pray for me. Look at my shop. Last year, everything got burnt. All the shops here got burnt. And I lost millions. I couldn't take a thing out of it. The man is just starting afresh again. I felt for him. And I entered the place and I prayed with him. Just two days ago, two or three days ago. And so, when people lose things, it's very painful. When you lose a loved one, it's very painful. When a woman loses pregnancy, it's very painful. At one point or the other, we have lost certain things. When people lose their health, it can be very painful. We have lost things. But however, one of the words that God says here is in John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief cometh but for to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come to give you life and to give it to you even more abundantly. Joel says, I will restore unto you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm have eaten. I will restore back to you. So, but the problem is what we do when we lose things. We go haywire. We take the wrong decisions. 
when you lose things, you start trying to try other things. One man, I met a man in Lagos uh, who approached somebody, brought him and said, Sir, uh, please, somebody told me about you. Please pray for me. I said, what is it? He said, I went into an investment online and it's in dollars and I was making money. I was making money. I was making money. Suddenly, I lost everything. More than 50 people who brought the same dollars to them in thousands. I lost everything. It's like he should die. So when people lose things, it can be very painful. But one thing we need to do, we must start seeing through God's eyes. That's why I like Jeremiah 1. In verse 11, God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what can you see? You may be Gideon, you may be joy, you may be happiness, your name may be peace. It's not just about Jeremiah. You may be Ezekiel, you may be Daniel, you may be Ayo. God is asking you the same thing. What can you see? And Jeremiah answered, I see an almond tree. And he asked him again in verse 13, Jeremiah, what can you see? I see a sitting pot. God said, thou hast well seen. And I will hasten to perform that which you have seen. When you have lost things, start seeing God. Start seeing the future. Start seeing tomorrow. Start seeing in the positive direction. Because God will not do what you don't see. Thou hast well seen. And I will hasten to perform that which you have seen. In the midst of your loose losses, can you see that there is still a future? Can you see that you can still have joy? Can you see that you can still have peace? Can you still that you see that you will still give to the poor? Can you see? See, what can you see? Because what you can see is so crucial and important to the present situation. If you have lost anything, and then the only thing you can see is defeat, is woe, is shame, is that you are finished. Then the scripture says, I will hasten to perform that which you have seen. But in spite of your trouble, when you begin to see the future, when you begin to see your babies, when you begin to see more doors, when you begin to see greatness, when you begin to see God lifting you from the dunghill and placing you before the table of kings, then thou hast well seen and the spirit of the living God will go ahead to perform that which you have seen. Stop seeing defeat. Stop seeing shame. Even though you have lost something, there is still something greater that God has in hand that he wants to give you. Even though you have lost joy, there is a greater thing that God wants to do for you. So God has something better than what you have lost. But if you stop seeing God and stop seeing the miracles he can perform and stop seeing the opportunities he can still bring your way, then you will lose on the two sides. May you not lose on the two sides in the name of Jesus. Most of the time we even say, I will possess. I, I possess this. I have it. We must have the understanding of the word of God. That you cannot possess what God has not given you. God said to Joshua, Whatsoever the soul of your feet shall touch, that have I given. So you must realize and see that you have been given. You cannot possess what God has not given you. God has to give you. If he gives you success, then you receive it by faith. If he gives you a breakthrough, you receive it by faith. Because I've seen pastors who wrongly quote this. 
you rent somebody's house and then you rent the place and you stay there that you possess this place. You can't possess it. That's not what God is saying here. You can only possess what God has released to you. What God has given to you. And in possessing what God has given to you, you must be able to see. You must be able to see. It's not the same thing that God gives to me that he gives to you. So, in the realm of the spirit, you must first be able to see. The theory is, you see it to have it. You must be able to see that as a child of God, victory is sure. And so, when people are doing a lot of posts and sending things concerning what is going on in Quarset, I just tell most of them, because I'm in the can, in the highest can meeting, I've been there, deliberating. And I tell them, you see, I said the only way the enemy will win is when God ceases to exist. For as long as God will exist, forget it. It's a matter of time. The only way that they can win is when God ceases to exist. And God can never cease in existence. So you are still able to possess, but you must be able to see. What can you see? We have learned we have to learn to look. We have to learn to depend, to trust, and follow his plans for our lives. Let's go back to the scripture, the opening text. First Samuel chapter 9. Here we find a man. We find a man by the name of Saul. Saul, the son of Kish. For time sake, go to verse 3. And let's see the recourse. Let's see what happened here. From verse 3. Verse 3 began the rigor of this man. Just like every one of us. Who one time lost something. And when we lose. The energy we put are trying to rescue back what we lost. Outside God. That's what happens. Check any time that you look. Before you think about God, you, you first make some efforts. When David lost at, uh, at Ziklag, look at what he did. He first gathered his friends. They wept. They did this. They did that. When it didn't work, he now remember he needed to worship. It was in the place of worship that the word of the Lord came to him. Can I pursue? He said, pursue. Will I recover? You will recover. Will, will, you, will you overtake? You will overtake. But if you look at the first instance when he suffered defeat, he was doing human energy. Human energy will not take you anywhere. He made effort. All his friends gathered. They even wept with him. But unfortunately, it didn't work until he came to his senses. The way of a man is not in himself. It is not of him that works to direct his steps. What have you lost? The first thing is to come down and look upon to God for direction. The path of the just is like a shiny light. It shines more and more. If you trust in yourself and trust in your energy, look at sometimes when we suddenly feel, feel sick in our body or we sense something in our body. What, what is it? The first thing we see is my doctor. Your doctor himself can be sick. But anytime we fall sick or we have yapping, let me call my doctor. The first thing, that's human. We, we always forget until we can't handle the situation. 
But as God's children, you must know and learn first that the first thing you must look on is your God. Before you call your, your doctor, talk to God. Lay hands on it. Seek his advice. Seek his counsel. Which way, Lord? Where do I go? I've seen doctors who injected people until today they can't walk. The first person to go to is God. Trust in the Lord thy God. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So you will see that each time we fall into trouble, we lose things. We don't think about God. Only at the last minute. When we don't survive, we don't say, Lord, what do I do? It's the same story here. A man by the name of Saul, the son of Kish, who, whose father lost asses. You may, it may not mean anything to you, but it, it, honestly speaking, by the time you value what was lost at that time, you'll be shocked that it's a lot. So they have lost valuable things in their, in their belongings. And the thing pained the man. He said, Saul, now go and look for it. From verse 3, look at what he says. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father were lost. And Kish said unto Saul, his son, take now one of the servants with thee. And arise, go seek the asses. Go to verse 4 and see. Look at the rigors. And he passed through the mountain of Ephraim. You know what it takes to climb a mountain. And that's what we do. When we lose things, we now start looking for it where it cannot be found. You start looking for help where you don't get. You start looking for people that you think will help who will now mock you. He passed through the mountains of Ephraim. You know how many hours it takes to climb the mountains. Let's leave it. And pass through the land of Shalisha. Look at the time. Look at the distance. Look at the hours. Look at the energy put into what is lost. But the found them not. Neither on that mountain or in this mountain. He couldn't find them. Look at the time. Look at the days. Then they passed through the land of Shalim. And there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites. It looks to me that this is from city to city. The lands of Benjamin. And, but they found them not. Go to verse 5. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant that was with him, <laughs> Hello? It's not easy. From one mountain to another. What have you lost? What are you looking for? Do you know that God is bigger than what you lost? Do you know that God has something better than what you lost? He could not. And when they come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return. Lest we ourselves be lost. Don't look for things to the point that because of what you lost, you are almost lost yourself. Sometimes, because of what you lost, you go seeking other ways. You get into junks. You are introduced to things that you have lost something. And now, instead of finding that thing, you yourself become lost. Do you know ladies who have been lost to the world? All because they needed something to pay school fees or to do that. 
And in the process of that, they got into the hands of people and they are completely lost. Sometimes you are looking for things, you get lost in the cult. You wouldn't have been in the cult. But because you are desperately looking for something, and you got lost. Some got lost in Yahoo. Some got lost in, in cultism. Because you know how many pastors who are lost because they want power and crowd? And now they are so lost. Let us go back. Let my father leave the caring for the asses and take thought for us. We may be lost in this desert. Our life is more valuable than the asses we are looking for. In verse 6, this is where we always come to our senses. After going from Ephraim to the Benjamite, going through all through. And he said, unto him, behold now, there is in this city a man of God. That was the first thing you should have done. Why would you ignore this and go all the way to Ephraim, to Benjamin, and to all the lands? Why didn't you seek God when you lost something? Oh God, help me. Where can I find this? Oh God, direct me. Show me your way and show me your path, oh God. See, this man has left me. Oh Lord, what do I do? Can you help me? This lady has left me, Lord. This man has thrown me out of this job. Where do I go from here, Lord? You don't just been thrown out of the job and you take your bags and you move to Abuja. Has God sent you there? In trying to search for some things, people have been lost. And he said unto himself, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God. And he is an honorable man. All that is here cometh surely to pass. Now let us go hither. Paradventure, he can show us our way that we should go. That's the same thing with us. Now to my message. For time's sake, go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. If you read that verse 9 downwards, you will now see how they approached prophet Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel 10 and put it from verse 1. Just to cut it short because I'm looking at the time. So eventually, Saul located where Samuel was. So he and his father's servant approached the prophet Samuel. He himself came to his senses. There's a man in this city. A man of God. Let's approach. Each time you lose. Each time you are challenged. Each time trouble comes on your way. Each time you are faced with challenges of life. Each time something that is more than you comes to you. Look up to God. Look for someone who is a child of God. Who is a servant of God. Approach. Don't just take decision. Don't just follow away. Look at the waste of time. Look at the days that were wasted. See how many energy you have wasted looking for what was lost. And eventually with all they have gone through, they couldn't find. But this time around, he came to his senses. There's a man of God here. I mean man of God. Not lying prophets. 
I mean, man of God. Because you will see all these men of God never asked for a seed before they did anything. If you see a prophet who you bring a problem, he's telling you sow a seed. He's not of God. All the prophets we saw here, they never asked anybody to bring a seed. Somebody's in trouble. He needs a child. You say you should sow 50,000 first. That is not God. Check the Bible. The moment you are seeing that, they are, they are, their belly is their God. That's not the way it is. However, when God does anything, you can, which is good. There's nothing wrong in that. But to ask, before I will be healed, you, I must sow a seed. It's not correct. So, as soon as he was approaching Prophet Samuel, look at what happened. Then, Samuel would not even listen. As soon as he was approaching, then Samuel took a vial of oil and put it, and put it upon the head of Saul and kissed him and said, is it not because, because he was wondering, uh, I lost some things. That's why I came here. Why is this man pouring oil in me? So he was surprised. Uh, Samuel took a vial of oil because in those days, Oil was poured on two people. It's not the common thing we do now. It's poured upon kings and poured upon prophets. So it's not, it's not something common that just get oil from uh, Yoruba Road and start pouring on people. No. It was so unique. So is it that they pour oil on you as a prophet or as a king? So this man just eventually got the address of prophet Samuel. And he went there. As he approached Samuel. Samuel took a vial of oil. And poured it upon his head. And kissed him. The man must have been wondering. What, what's happening? What's going on here? And prophet Samuel said unto him. Is it not because. The Lord had anointed thee. To be captain over in his inheritance. To be king over Israel. Hey. <laughs> When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Richard's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelza, and they will say unto thee, the asses which thou wentest to see are found. Look at the energy. Look at the energy. Yes, but he came to his senses, came to the man of God, and the man of God first put the asses aside. There was something more important than the asses. The oil on his head was more important. There is something greater than the asses. That's what he came to fulfill here. By coming to the man of God. The asses which thou wentest to see are found. And lo, thy father had left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you. He's no more thinking about the asses. You yourself was lost in the desert. Are you lost in the desert of the world? Is God also looking for you? Is the Lord sorrowing for you because you are so lost in the world? Say, what shall I do for my son? Verse 3. Hurry up, please. Verse 3. Then shall thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel, and carrying three kids, that's goats, 
and another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a bottle of wine and they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread which thou shalt receive of their hands after that thou shalt come to the hill of God where is the garrison of the Philistines and it shall come to pass when thou art come hither to the city that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a satry and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them and they shall prophesy and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee and thou shalt prophesy with them and thou shalt be turned into another man. I wish you knew that if you had come to God on time instead of spending time on the hills in the plain you will have found God. He will have anointed thee. He will have given thee things that are greater than what you have lost. Somebody jump up on your feet. Help me tell five people. God is greater than what you lost. Come on. Come on, help me tell another four people. God is greater than what you lost. Can you shout on him? What are you looking for? Stop roaming about. Stop going through the hills. Look for God. And he will find your destiny. Somebody shout, look for God. Stop roaming about. Stop roaming around. Shout on him. What are you looking for? Tell him God is greater than what you are looking for. Hallelujah. You've got to arise and take your place. Then it shall come to pass. That as you meet with them, something changes when you come to God. There is a restoration when you look for God. Whatever you lost is given back on a higher ground, on a higher way. You see, something changes when you come to God. Jeremiah 20, 29 verse 11. I know the thoughts that I think towards you said God, not of evil, but of good to give you an expected end. Look at what Job 8, 7 says. Though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Look at what happened to Job. Look at Job 42 verse 12. Put for me quickly. You know the story of Job. You know what he lost. You know how all his seven children died in one day. You know how all his business crashed one day. You know. But look at. Go to verse 12. Job suffered a terrible defeat and lost. But look at what happened. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. That's what will happen to you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Lift up your two hands above your head. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know what the devil is dealing with you. You have lost friends. You have lost you have lost your fiance, you have lost this, you have lost that, you've lost investment. I am telling you, I am telling you, though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Though you may be looking like you are begging now, but your latter end shall greatly increase. Though you look abandoned now, but your latter end shall greatly increase. Though nobody is asking for you now, but your latter end shall greatly increase. Though nobody wants to identify with you now, but your latter end shall be greatly increased. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
how the Lord blessed the latter end of Job. Though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Arise, take your place in destiny. Take your place in the plans of God. Take your place in the schemes of Jehovah. Take your place in the purpose of God. There is an oil from above that is coming to make you a king. This man was looking for goats, but God prepared a throne for him. This man was looking for animals, but God prepared a palace for him. Do you know what God has prepared for you? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2, 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Provoke your throne by your love for God. Provoke your crown by your love for God. Somebody provoke it. There is an oil. As soon as the oil came upon this man. And the Bible says, and he began to prophesy. And he was turned to another man. Somebody, your shame is about to be turned to another thing. Your life will be turned. That lady will be turned to another person. There's going to be a beauty. There's going to be a grace. There's going to be a favor that shall turn you into another man. Look at the time he spent from mountain to mountain. What are you looking for? What are you searching for? Why have you spent all your energy? And he looked. Look at all the mountains he went. He couldn't find it. Hey! Some of you are busy looking for charms to make money. Some of you are looking for connection where there is not. Some of you are looking for breakthrough where there is no break nothing. Some of you are looking for help where there is no help. Stop looking for open doors where there are no open doors. Stop looking for support where there is no support. Stop looking for peace where there is no peace. Stop looking for joy where there is no joy. Stop looking for enlargement where there is no enlargement. Stop looking for a lifting where there is no lifting. Stop looking for advertisement where there is no advertisement. Stop looking for long life when you would die short. Stop looking for fame at the expenses of your life. Stop looking for popularity where you can find it. Stop looking for crowd in your church at the expense of your life in eternity. Look for Jesus. Look for the hope of the Lord. This guy was looking for what he can find through the mountains, through the plain. As I close, these are my thoughts. This man spent days Maybe months in the desert, climbing the mountains, coming down, moving from one city to another city, and the Bible records, and they could not find them until he says that I need to go to the man of God. Who will tell him, Well, Mr. Man, why are you wasting your time? He poured oil on him. May oil be poured upon you in this service. I didn't hear your amen. Can I hear it louder than that? An oil of change. An oil of favor. An oil of lifting. An oil that will decorate your destiny. 
So there is a king in this man looking for a goat. Did you see that? A whole king roaming around the desert looking for one cow. So there was a king in a man looking for a goat. So there is a queen in you looking for a peanut. Roaming around the streets looking for men who will not do you any good. You have been lost in transit. A king lost in transit. So there is a crown on a man lost in the wilderness. Looking for the wrong things. Looking for the wrong pursuit. Looking for the wrong desires. So there is a king in a man frustrated in a dungeon. Lost in the creeks. Lost in the crowd. Not only a king in him. Not only a crown in him. So there is a palace in waiting for a man consumed in doubts, anxiety and fear of the unknown. What are you looking for? How long have you been roaming the streets, the creeks and the desert, looking for help where help will not come from? David realized that when he said in Psalm 1, 2, 1 verse 1, I will lift up my eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. What a king looking for in the desert, lost in the desert, lost in the creeks, and yet with all his energy and strength, he couldn't find them. What are you looking for? What have you lost? Why not turn to God for direction? Why not turn to God to lead you and order your step? God is greater than what you lost. Get up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let the choir come up stage quickly, quickly, quickly. I want you to lift up your two hands and close your eyes. Except you don't know the song. We're going to take the song two times and I'm going to pray with you. We're going to take the song two, two times. Lift up your hands, close your eyes, except you don't know the song. You don't have to worry. You don't be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles don't, they don't last always. What have you lost? What are you looking for? Can we have it now? You don't have to worry. And
Yes, Lord. And all that I Though your beginning be small, your latter end shall be. Take it again, take it again, take it. No. One more time. I know that I can make it. Hallelujah. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way. You've been running through the hills looking for jumping around the plains of Benjamin going through the plains for years seeking help where there's no help until you recognize that your help is in God. This morning you're watching online watching on YouTube or any social media you're in the service right now you have not come to realize to know Jesus as your Lord. This is necessary. This is crucial. So you don't just come a church goer. You know you need Jesus. You know you need to surrender your life to him. You know you just have to surrender your life. I say, here am I. And you like to be saved. Lift up your hand. Let me just pray with you. You are not saved. You are in this house. You are not saved. You are in this church. You've been coming but you are not saved. You have not really encountered Jesus as your Lord and Savior. For those of you who are outside there, just put your hands on your chest. You want to give your life to Christ, just put your hand on your chest as I pray. Anyone right here, then you raise your hand when you're in the auditorium. You raise your hand. Raise your hand. You want to receive Jesus? Okay. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for those out there who are watching or who may watch later who wants to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. I'm asking Lord break their hearts. Come into their hearts. Let your word have a place. Deliver and save them. Wash them by your precious blood. Write their name in the book of life. Help them to love you. To forsake the world and forsake sin. Help them to serve you. For those of us who are in house. May we love you more and more. May we serve you more and more. May our name not be blotted out of the book of life. Thank you father. In Jesus precious name we pray. Amen. I believe you have been tremendously blessed. For prayers, counseling, and inquiries, please call the following numbers. Plus 234-8066-755622 or plus 234 5266-6677 or you can visit our website www.kingsvineassembly.org.ng For more inspiring messages subscribe to Reverend Shegwa Bejide's YouTube channel Watch, like and share 
Join us also at the King's Vine Assembly, 19 Oro Road, off Ibrahim Taiwo Road, Ilori, Kwara State, Nigeria. On Sundays, we have a communion and celebration service by 9 a.m. On Wednesday, manner and prophetic service by 5.30 p.m. And on Fridays, we have the Throne of Grace service by 5.30 p.m. We also host the Moment of Miracles with Jesus on the first Wednesday to Friday of every month by 5.30 p.m. We're looking forward to seeing you. Join us same time next week. God bless you.